2: Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Happiness is podcast with me, your host Bruce Aitchison from Happiness Is Egg Shaped. And I was smiling like a dafty because Doddy Weir did lots of things for me. He introduced me to lots of things and through Doddy Aid back in those COVID days, I heard this band called Scary Vore on a Dodd-Aid show, and I was absolutely hooked. I love them to bits, and I cannot wait to see them live. So when I got a message to say they were keen for a chat, I absolutely jumped to it. Let's not waste any time and bring in the Gillespie brothers, Martin and Daniel. Hello there.
1: Hi, Bruce. How are you, man?
2: Yeah, very, very good. I am smiling like a dafty because I listen to your your tunes all the time. I think everybody listens to "Take My Hand." Do you get bored of people talking to you about that?
3: No, probably not. It's, it's, it's the one song probably without fail every couple of days. We get tagged in something or we get shared from somebody's wedding or so, for something like that. So it, it gets a lot. It gets a lot, and then the GBX stuff as well. So it gets, it gets a lot of plays. So it's great, and it's, it's done great
1: for us as a band.
2: How does that work? Did, did GBX just get in touch with you and say, I want to do this, or do they just get to do it? Like, did you approve no,
1: it? They did get in touch, yeah. It was uh, again during the crazy COVID times, we got a message from Brendan Moon, who is uh, George Bowie's manager and was Palantini's manager, original manager, and just asking them to do this. And we were obviously just laughing away and went in to speak to them. And they were like, and uh, Alec and Alan from the band went into the studio and, and worked on the version a wee bit. With, with, George and the next minute they get released and we, we timed it perfectly because Scotland qualified for the Euros that week and it's again <laughs> so I adopted a wee bit as a, a celebration track so uh, good timing It's it's
2: class though you boys you must be pinching your cellar, you know I mean this doesn't happen to boys for Tyree
3: No we've been quite lucky enough in our musical career and the different places it's taken us to so sort of where the music's got us to, so
1: we're, we're very grateful, and enjoy it as well, as you've got to Yeah, number one rules, enjoy it, but, Yeah, I mean, Tyree for a wee island at Fair Punch is pretty, pretty high with uh, the amount of musicians, so we've had a, a, such a small island, even the boys we were at school with, Big Angus, is in, he's one of the main guys in Skippinish, and uh, Smithy and Findo Alan. And, and Alan from Trail West as well, so we've got sort of three bands that are all a good, good strong Tyree contingent amongst them
2: a mate of mine just lives around the corner, Alan Murdoch, he's in Tyree all the time and just winds me up when he comes back he says, oh, I, the, the boys were scared of, all of and they just started playing in the pub and we just, and the, the Trail western I think he just does it to wind me up. But... <laughs> I'll tell you
3: what, we wouldn't be playing in the pub and be drinking
2: in the pub. <laughs> <playing>. <laughs> now, Tyree, you, you leave and you come to the mainland, how do you go about putting a band together? What's the What's the magic? Because obviously you need the instruments, but it's a lot more than that. And you spend so much time together. How do you go about picking a band?
1: It was just a chance meeting, to be honest. It all started. We were obviously on Tyree. It was the summer months. And Fraser, the drummer, is from Livingston. And he'd been coming up. We'd sort of met him a few times, playing football and things and seen him in the pub. And he was coming up every summer with his family. Then he arrived this summer with... uh, a friend from school, uh, Alec, who's, who's the lead singer, the two of them. And I, I think I was jamming in the pub at the time, just playing tunes with, with the box. And uh, got chatting with them. And the next thing there was a chance to do a, a Kayleigh and, and Livingston with them, uh, them playing. And we'd never done a rehearsal then, We just went and played this Kayleigh. And then Martin was finishing school. And we just thought, maybe we'll maybe try and do a couple more gigs. So it was big Angus from Skipnish. He was sort of had to get me up and running at this point point. he said I'll set up a tour for you He's in the, the Highlands and Islands. And we went off and had a summer of laughs and that was it and honestly there was no plan to would be a band. <laughs> you, know, like, no, it was like US, you can imagine
3: Tyree Mull, the U.S. Barra, uh, just up the Lewis side. Just we like, got a taste, of like, oh we can do this, so i a good laugh, make a few pounds, uh, have a few beers and it was like let's just keep doing it. and <laughs> just, like, just kind of groin, groin. groin That's it. I had absolutely no plans to be a musician whatsoever. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's it's so good though that you when you can make your passion into something that pays the bills and, and gives you those laughs and enjoyment if if a kid comes to you and says how do I get into a band or what what advice do you give them
3: I think I think thing for us it wasn't like it was all pretty organic it just kind of it just happened to us and the music happened naturally it wasn't a case of this is what we're going to do like, it just kind of evolved from being very Traditional, like, because it was all we were just playing, you know, we were probably playing accordion and pipes, so it was, was literally like, pipe tunes and playing for Kayleys and dances for the first three, four years, and it just sort of evolved. But we discovered Alec could sing, and all, Alec and Fraser were from a
1: more commercial pop. And yeah, there always yeah. was, right from the start, there always was a slight fusion of styles because Alec and, and Fraser it didn't come from a Kaylee background, their immediate approach to playing guitar and drums with us was different than what. Somebody else, you know, on the west coast would approach it. So there always was that. And then, as it as we started doing it more and there was more gigs, we obviously had ambition to like play our own music and, and write our own songs. But Alec didn't sing for the first couple of years. Alec didn't even tell us he could sing. It wasn't until we were down the line. <laughs> yeah, like, it yeah. the first album. I come up uh, to the first album and discovered he could sing the song we used
3: to sing in Tidy called "Home and and he started singing that And then it came down to the album I had to get my bottle of vodka To sing the album later. <laughs> <laughs> Which get drunk While we doing the record
2: <laughs> That's and, uh, a that's yeah. a proper Kayleigh band Getting drunk uh, Before you start playing That Home to Donegal Is On the On the live album Is so cool
1: Yeah It's, it's, been, it's been a sort of As I said It was a sort of anthem In Tyree And then we sort of adopted it As a, an anthem For that album And stuff and, uh, it's, been, it's, it's been a an amazing song for us, and we never actually knew who who wrote it. And then eventually, the guy that wrote it reached out, does not he? Passacaglia, Passacaglia. So, that, that, and his nephews are uh, uh, are musicians as well now, and all that as well. So, there've been some really cool connections on that. But no, it was the first. It was the first song that we got Alec to sing, and then it's just sort of grown from there. It's like a, up now, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's all been very organic, and it's obviously changed. A lot, but it was always the thing of we wanted to try and fuse traditional music with different styles and particularly pop and rock and things like that, and and make it make it more accessible maybe for more people, yeah, as well. I've I've
2: I've never seen you live, right? It's going to happen, but I've never seen you live. But when I listen to the live tracks it sounds like he's been singing all his days and he's very comfortable introducing the band and telling everybody that it's great to finish in Scotland and all those things that he does. Is it nice seeing all that from your perspective? Like the, you'll have been in the crowd at hundreds of gigs and probably thought I'd love to do that. Or uh, what's it like being on the stage and seeing all that happen and seeing how the crowd respond?
3: Oh, it's an incredible feeling. I mean, we've, been, we've been very lucky some of the festivals and crowds we've, we've got to play at. And it's, it, it's an incredible, incredible feeling when you come off stage and something's hard to process. I think that's one maybe thing where we discovered sort of doing lockdown when we had to stop and we didn't have any gigs. Like you kind of went back and you appreciated more all uh, the sort of crowds and, and, and festivals and events we have got to play at. So yeah, it's definitely an
1: amazing, an amazing feeling. Is it a drug? It could be classed as that, yeah. yeah, in terms of the high, um, of it. It's uh, it, it also because we've been doing it so long now as well. The break, I think the break was good for us. I would never say COVID was good, a good time for anybody. Full stop. But in a way, for us, because we toured so heavy for so many years, actually the break probably is what we needed in terms of just stopping, reflecting on what we've been doing. We, we managed to write some more music. Marty wrote the Everyday Heroes tune that got to number one. We got a first. Ever track on Radio Two and things like that. So, in a way, it was like something maybe we just needed to to sit back and reflect. And as Marty said, when we honestly the buzz going back out and we went, first uh, the run, we huh? won the first gig back at the gathering in Inderness That was our first sort of big gig back. It was incredible. Like six thousand people there. And then the first trip back out to America was like the first time we went you know, ten years ago when we went to the Ryder Cup in Louisville, Kentucky. Man. You know, just like kids in a suit shop you know for the first time. It's just it is unreal. So um, no, it, it's we're very fortunate that we get to do something that we enjoy. And you have to, I think, if you did this this job with it, particular hours of travel and the time away from home, if you didn't enjoy it, there's no point in doing it because it would come across in everything you do. You know when you perform and all that. So you have to enjoy it.
2: But you never thought this was going to happen. You just played music because that was what you did. You're now playing music for the enjoyment of all those folk out there watching. That I mean, that's. That's special, eh?
1: That's ah, nice it's it's a it's a really amazing thing and there's been some some incredible stories sent into You know, it's amazing some of the, the letters and the emails that we see from people and what what particular music cartoon has meant to them, uh, particularly in the in some moment in their lives and things like that. And I think that's that's probably the best thing you could ever hope to achieve from from music, you know, if it's made a difference yeah. to, to people like that's that's amazing. Even like people turned up at gigs and they've got tattoos, the lyrics and their arms and things like that. It's like I mean, people are not to go that far, but it's like it obviously means a lot to them. So we've been
2: very lucky that way. Still not seeing him do a happiness egg-shaped tattoo, but I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm work I'm working on it. That's uh, what it's it's, it's yeah, I this Martin. I couple of, balls of
3: whiskey
2: and I'll get it done. <laughs> Dougie Vipon said that when Deacon a Blow, Deacon Blow Deacon Blue go out, Ricky gets them together and says, you know, this has to be an amazing gig because those people have come to see us and they have to leave We're feeling and, and it's almost like a team talk before they go on stage. Do you have a little ritual before you go out? A couple of dams. Eh? <laughs> not, not like there's there's a know, big theme know. here for you. There's a big theme know. here.
1: <laughs> That's that his Richard. No, we, we don't actually a, a few certainly like the newest band members have been surprised by that. I think I thought they would come in and thought they were a big huddle and all that and go on but to be honest, you, we are pretty, we're pretty calm before we go on. In, in general, pretty relaxed, and I think part of the reason for that is like we prefer just to keep a an even keel, not get too high, not get too low at any point in the tour. It's a, it's a skill to try and keep yourself because you, you, you're there with everybody, and um, there'll be some nights you're definitely more hyper than others, and ones when you're maybe a wee bit more tired. But it's a skill just try to keep yourself calm enough. Mm-hmm. up there, there is some gigs that'll just. And it, it, honestly, it can be, it can be the, some of the smallest gigs or some of the gigs that you'd be least expecting and just turns out to be absolutely incredible and you just can't help yourself. I, I think the one that always sticks in my mind for this is um, we were on a US tour about, I don't know, six years ago or something and we played in Salt Lake City, Utah and there was only about 50 people there and uh, bro, we all came off and a were pretty gutted. You know, the, 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 the numbers were poor and all that and everyone else. And the night after that, we were going to Rexburg, Idaho, to Mormon university that we've been booked on tonight, And you can imagine, it's, it's a lesson in stereotyping, right? So no drinks, no, no drink. We've been told there's no drink. So we're all going to fear as it is. Uh, like, like, we're just in this rubbish gig in, in Salt Lake City. We're heading to this Mormon university. And we're having a dinner backstage. No one really said it ends, but then with would know because there was no tickets. We never knew end about what was going to be there. And at the start of this show, at this point, Alec would come out himself when we were doing this set and Alec walked out on the stage, and the roar—like I, I thought something had went wrong—but it was 800 people there, packed out, and it, it was like the, you, honestly, after, you come off the top with the Beatles—it was just unreal. And we were, we were signing merchandise for about two hours after the show, and all that. And it's just like this is just a lesson: and just don't stereotype. You just don't know what's going So uh, I just crazy, absolutely crazy.
2: Uh, it's class. I love it. So the, the thing that, or the what brought us together originally was Dodd-Aid um, in the, the dark days of of COVID. And it was an amazing thing because none of us knew what we were doing. We were all just making it up as we went along. It was kind of the first one. And then we played your track uh, and there was a lot of music involved in that show. What? Why were you involved in that? Who got you involved? What was the What was the point? Why Why was that important to you? Was it, who was, was it? Was it? was Big Alec Kellogg.
1: Yeah. So we've known Alec Kellogg for maybe about oh, 10, 12, 10, 10, 12, 12 years. 10, years 11, something yeah. like that. He came up with a, a friend of ours brought him up to the Isle of Mull when Mull Music Festival was on, and <laughs> <laughs> put it this way: like the, the ceiling in the old the Moroccan Spa in Mull was relatively low. And we're we standing up the stage and there's a guy whose head was touching the ceiling. Right? <laughs> and I'm on the stage and my head's not even touching the ceiling. Right. Uh, so and he, was, he was up there and a guy we know called Coco McPhail. Um, so big like Alec Kellogg's up there and we end up just hanging out with Ali, And, uh, lovely uh, guy, uh, yeah. and we ended up trying to wrestle him one night. We sat up here and we thought, we won't ever do that again. we he only through me with the length of the car park. Um, but it, it, we've always stayed in touch with him and... We, you, you always see him at gigs if he comes to gigs obviously he's standing out a mile but he reached out to us on the first story and said he was Glasgow captain and would be joining in in this as well and obviously that was a sit that we, we rounded up some of the guys but it was a, uh, it, it was again something that was great in Covid you know this appeared during that time and it's great to see that it's still going as well so we've been delighted to looking for that fitness thing for us all we're all into
3: this yeah.
1: running and cycling and crashing bikes and like,
3: I think I was up my bike for three times <laughs>
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was a class thing and and the thing that surprised me because I hadn't heard of you but when when we played it and I watched it back when I knew that we were going to be having a chat I watched it back and the comments that were coming up there was so many people saying love scary war, saw them in Inverness uh been to the festival and seen them there, there was heaps of people that were aware of what you were up to and it was a great way of, connecting again at a time where, where really we couldn't do that. When you came out of COVID, did you find that you had any new followers because of things like that that you'd been involved in?
3: Oh, well, I did definitely. I think our social media probably done pretty well. I think so just the doing, like, obviously been part of this, the uh, Age stuff and then just with the music we released and we managed to do a couple of live streams um, just when we were still in lockdown as well as a band. and things like that was helping grow. So. We're we'll trying to keep quite active. Alec was doing, I think I don't know how many Friday nights in a bounce, so Alec would do a couple hours himself, and the folks loved it. That's what the Friday yeah. night was because they couldn't go to the pub, so they would tune into him and do that. And I started doing cocktail nights, which so. was never the death of me.
1: <laughs> he gives the point that there was just like parcels of drink arriving at the house, like brand sending him stuff. So <laughs> <you. laughs> that's what next got all right. So I'm starting the Monday preparing for the Sabbath. <laughs>
2: Uh, you, because Al, you've been involved at Glasgow Warriors, you, you love uh, you love your rugby and you love going to Glasgow, but I think Scotland's the real passion, isn't it?
1: I definitely, I mean, ultimately, we, are, we never had any rugby really at all in Tyree, so it was like it's really probably only via Ali Kellogg and uh, our nephew Drew that played <laughs> for West of Scotland and all that. That's probably how we just took an interest in. And rugby, Martin's built a rugby player. So, yeah, i thinks we for so, rugby players. Uh, played. It, it was always football-wise, but we, we, we'd definitely get more into it. We've still got plenty of stick because we're football boys at the end of the day, you know. Um, But no, it's, been, it's been great to follow, and particularly since we got to know uh, Ali. I think um, one of, the, one of the times we met him as well, it was a big Simone boy that was in the Warriors team. We went out with him and, and Ali drinking as well, and we drank both of them under the table. So they are not having any of this in the they're tougher drinkers on us. Uh, but it's been good it's been good and obviously like the way the scotland team has been been over the last you know few years and then i was getting the information that um they were using take my hand as a a song behind the scenes and all that it was amazing so alec did a uh private concert for them during covid as well i think the team were out in Argentina at one point in a training camp or something like that And, and alec joined in the call and sang them an acoustic verse and take my hand and stuff as well so that, that's, that's been amazing and again as you're saying it's like if you got new fans it's amazing just how that can help in terms of getting our music to another community and stuff as well so it's been great.
2: So when you watch the Six Nations and you see you know we've obviously performing pretty well in this one is there a wee bit of yeah we fueled that?
1: <laughs> uh, I don't know. You like, I, you like the things that I do. Yeah. No, it's, it's amazing <laughs> even the, the amount of videos we get seeing yeah. when it's on. And even from it, the state, folk in the stadium, yeah, like, they're t- filming it, away and tagging yeah. us on it on social it's media. Like it's really, great, just that, that sort of thing is amazing. So when those tries that were playing Take My Hand and stuff around the stadium and like folk are filming it, tagging us on it, so I mean, that, that's absolutely that's, that's amazing. We'd only be, be really thankful for that as well, so the, the only thing we need to do is say, uh, is maybe get there ourselves because we've not been yet. So that's that's something that's on the list. Hopefully,
2: you must. There must be a bit of you thinking, "Hang on a minute, we could be on that pitch entertaining sixty-seven and a half thousand folk, isn't
3: no? oh, That would be amazing, right?
1: Maybe one day. Uh, it's, it's something I'm obviously uh, hoping we can do. Maybe hopefully sooner or rather later. It'd be nice for to see.
2: There's a there's a wee glint in the eye there for both of you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's there's still a couple of games to go. I'm I'm interested. I'm interested. Well, I'm I'm going to be at the Island game. So if we can make it that one, that that means I get to see you live and at Murrayfield. So that that one would be a nice one. Uh, If if you were to play in in a stadium like that, obviously with a massive crowd. How, how does that fit in with everything you've done before?
1: Oh, it'd be incredible. I mean, we, we've, had, we've had some amazing experience, played at some amazing festivals, but the chance to play at a a, a Sport Marina nice. National Stadium would just be, be incredible, particularly in, in a, in a, for a national game like that as well. Something's something so that's important. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be it'd be important. Important. Another one that we'd just be pinching ourselves again, going, How's this all happened? And, uh, since we started just playing some tunes at the pub in Tyree 17 odd years ago whatever it is. So now it'd be a dream come true if we can make that
2: happen. On the the live tracks, you know, you can go quiet and you can listen to the crowd sing it back to you, or there's times where he gets, you know, gets them to do a bit of the harmony and stuff like that. To have that coming back from a stadium crowd that, that would you just have to stop playing? Do you think you'd be able to keep going?
1: Oh, I don't know, I don't know. We just obviously hope that would be there. He has lost us think that's a wee bit because obviously everyone's, everyone's that buzz for the games when these happen but it's a, a great opportunity. We would, we would absolutely love to do that and hopefully we'll really be able to uh, do that real soon. So although your football
2: was the first love, when you're watching rugby, who is it that, that gets you excited? Who gets on the ball and and makes you think I, I could pay to watch that guy.
1: Well, I think just every, everyone's talking about Doohan aren't they, because of the try there a couple of weeks ago, and it's just like uh, we were we were home in Thailand that weekend. can actually watch. watching with our uncle and all that as well, and it's just absolutely incredible. But I think that's that's the amazing thing about um, this team. You just now, there's a lot of different aspects of it that's exciting, and I think it's an amazing thing about rugby at the moment as well as like how popular it is with people of all ages in Scotland. I think that's, that's the absolute brilliant thing. We, we obviously spend a lot of time in, in the USA. It's the place we tour the most. And it's amazing seeing like the NFL and all, like, all sports out there how engaged entire communities and yeah. states are. And, and family and, game, and family you know, and, like... and rugby's really getting that. It, it, it frustrates me a lot, to be honest, with football in particular, because I think they're, they're a million miles away from that point, uh, particularly in the club game. But when you see that over there, and I think... But, what the SRU are doing and the obvious. rugby is. it's amazing it's getting towards that way you know like from the, the fan zones outside the stadium and just the engagement and the mix of crowds and all that as well so it, it's it's doing all the right things it's going it to be great for the game yeah,
2: rugby boys enjoy a sing song Kelly Brown's got some set of pipes on him have you heard him, him singing?
3: Him yeah. he was on the Dodie
2: he had to yeah. uh, any, any excuse to get hold of a microphone maybe you get yourself a wee special guest at one of these things and get him on. He sings, uh, he does Highland Cathedral, he does Caledonia. You could get him on for a gig. Right, he
1: would oh, right. no <laughs> a... he'd,
2: he'd be there Will in he a heartbeat. Get him on
1: his knees or something, no, stand beside the <laughs>
2: I know. Everybody <laughs> you've mentioned, Al Kellick, Duan van der Beeren, <laughs> Kelly Brood, they're all absolute giants. Oh, yeah, I
1: think like because we are standing on stages half the time when we come off and sign stuff, playing like, folk are like, not a lot taller <laughs> you'd, eight,
2: you'd, to you'd notice if Duan van der Merve and his wife turned up at one of your gigs, I think. Uh, I think so. I
1: mean, I a, is he as
2: tall as Al Kellogg? He's a big lad, Duan. He's uh, also—he's like Mr. Incredible. He uh,
1: looks
3: an absolute unit
2: huh? okay. <laughs> You fancy tackling him? Yeah. No, we, we learned a lesson with Al
1: Kellogg.
2: <laughs> I think there's a I think there's even more a story to tell there than what you've given away.
3: He's he's
2: sub boy big Al. Uh, I was with him in Orkney a few years ago. Uh we went up with the penguins. Uh he's uh, trouble seems to follow him around. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and
2: would you would you get an invite to Glasgow Warriors? Is he is he after something, or is he genuinely no, just we, we getting did, you again, along d-
1: during the um, during the? If it wasn't for the Omicron, I think we would have been here. There the, the was yeah. The plan was we were going to be there uh, between Christmas and New Year for the game, and obviously everyone got shut down with the Omicron in that time. So again, that might be something that that uh, that no. comes back around hopefully as well um, on there. So. Trying to remember the when we last saw him. Oh, been... hey, that gig in Dumfries. I at the rugby club uh, down at the hey, Borders. Aye, hey, What's uh, so that place called? We did see him last year. As he, you always see him when he's in the crowd you always see him.
2: So. Uh, you'll uh, notice him. Um, what was the Hooli at the Hydro like? I'm uh, well,
1: That's
3: actually the last time I was at the starting started on the promo thing for the Hooli at the Hydro was at Glasgow Warriors and met a couple of the players there. But, I know it was amazing. Incredible experience again. Great venue, sir. So.
2: Uh, that is an amazing place and you're getting all geared up for more tour dates you, you must never be at home you, pair.
3: Well, I've been now which is good I've had the whole we well, have only one show in January we've been busy doing some album rehearsal stuff but we've been off yeah. been off all fair being we start back on the 1st
1: of March back out to the States so yeah, It's been good too to, everyone's had sort of time uh, doing various things like Scott he's out in Thailand for a month and a, a few of the boys have all different holidays and breaks and stuff just to recharge and then we start on first of March back to stateside, and, uh, and then we come back to the Scotch states and then out for a month in the US. And when we come back from that, like a couple of days after coming back from that, tour of the album the new albums released. So it's uh, we we'll all go for another year. no doubt. Yeah, twenty
2: eighth April, Tempest is out. Talk me through the writing of a song. There's Don't, the music the <laughs> there, <laughs> There's, well, there,
3: got, but there's. Yeah. There's the
2: music, there's the words, there's the here's your bit, here's there. I mean, there must be a lot of tinkering between the start and the finish.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, to be honest, it's streamlined a lot more again, just with that COVID break. Eh, what it allowed Alec to do in particular is he, he invested a lot of stuff in, in, in his own home studio and went in a room in his, in his flat and his besting a lot of equipment and stuff and just got I set up where he could basically record the song demo and move it on pretty far so like when we did the song you and i that got on the radio too that, that was pretty much recorded in alex flat and then scott's scott's got our music studio in the, the upstairs bit of his house we didn't go into a commercial studio at all because obviously he couldn't at that point and then we just we did that process again it worked and we just thought this this works for us so Let's just do the whole album that way so far. Particularly for the songs, Alec would do a demo and take it on so far and then everyone would just go and learn their parts, make suggested parts, come into the studio. We wouldn't all be there together either. You'd just come in and try some ideas. That would get layered up or something that gets get scrapped and that would get layered up and it would just get built round there. But the fact that Alec had already moved the song so far made that quite quick. Whereas maybe previously beforehand you would be trying to you know, do these arrangements and try and do bits together as a group which sometimes is great but when you've got eight guys in the band it's a lot of opinions, a lot of things so you go around well, in circles but then Which brings me to my cast.
2: next point which brings yeah. me to the next point Is there ever a fallout? Yeah.
1: Very seldom to honest. We, we based on our, our own and uh, the, I would say the worst of it was the early days, early days, like, days. Uh, you know, like He was 18 and I was 21 and we were like thrown. Getting a few beers too many and throwing punches and all that, and everyone else, <laughs> but and uh, and and honestly, me and him haven't fallen out. I don't know how long, nope, uh, I've all gone great, which is good for them with each other. So everybody kind of
3: knows each other's limits and respects that you know mm-hmm. when somebody's
1: having a beef puff puff, they them alone. yeah, you,
2: know. it must you, get, be- you
1: get no characters, and you'll just know that uh, today's just today's another day to wind them up. Like, he's yeah. pretty much the biggest wind up merch and him and probably Scott, the other Piper. So, it's like. They're always playing pranks
2: and stuff, but they'll know if there's somebody that maybe be shooting prank today. <laughs> I, it's funny, like, him going on about having a dram, and I, I remember somebody telling me that uh, rugby players think they can drink, uh, army think they can drink, but nib, they can drink like a piper. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so you're getting ready for tour, you got the album coming out. Uh, everything you need a single. And there's a line in it It says, Time will bring you everything you need. Is that, a, is that a belief?
1: I hope so. Yeah, I think certainly when Alec wrote it again, a lot of these lyrics and stuff were inspired over the last couple of years on it. And, and uh, but I think you know, Alec's also good at writing lyrics that a lot of people can adopt in their own, own lives and mm-hmm. their own ways and, and have their own meaning to it and all that as well. But certainly, from from the band's perspective, you know, we're, we're hoping this is, this is going to be a really good time for us. It's the first time we've ever signed a record label and working on that. has been a, a great sort of return after the post COVID things, but we just hope it can go another level again with this new album and the year ahead.
2: There's absolutely no doubt it is class. I absolutely love it. Gentlemen, I've loved speaking to you. Thank you so much for giving up some time. Hopefully we're, we're going to be talking again uh, about Scotland winning a championship and you performing so. at Murrayfield and, you know, success, success, success. It's hope all so. there for you. Uh, the, the thing I've not prompted you f- or primed you for at the end of this, I always ask people to finish this sentence. So I don't mind who goes <laughs> first. But f- for me, happiness is egg shaped. For you, happiness is? A good drum.
3: <laughs> you knew that was
2: coming. That. Absolutely standard. <laughs> oh, I dunno. It's hard to
1: think. Oh, Scotland winning the Six Nations. Aye, Scotland winning. Oh, Scotland right. winning anything it's happiness.
2: Okay. Aye, and Scotland totally wins a lot. Well, I'm I'm old enough to remember when Scotland went to a football World Cup. Uh, so, there's a lot of folk who'd think that was happiness. Gentlemen, been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Great to see you, and hopefully, I'll catch you sometime soon. Yep. Thanks,
1: Thanks Bruce. Bruce. Cheers, At Murrayfield.
2: Murray At Murrayfield.
1: Hopefully.
2: <laughs> 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 Brilliant. If you enjoyed that, you can catch us on Apple, Acast, and Spotify. You can watch on YouTube and Facebook. I loved it, and hopefully they will be back. And who knows, I might even get to see them live at Murrayfield, fingers and legs and everything else crossed. My name is Bruce Acheson from the Happinesses podcast, and my happiness is egg-shaped. I look forward to speaking to you all again very, very soon. But in the meantime, look after yourself. Thank you.